All right. What up? And welcome to the one within all to another episode of Interverse. I probably say it a lot, but man, I'm excited for this one. Uh, we've got Mitch, the Oregon donor, and we're going to talk all about the uh, spooky, spooky stuff going on with weather manipulation and the 5G frequency fencing that's going on in the planet right now. And it's going to be it's going to be pretty lit, guys. We got a slideshow and everything. Mitch has provided me with a lot of great images and uh, evidence for some of the things he's going to be describing today, specifically for anybody hip to Wilhelm Reich and the Orgone discovery that that guy made back in the day. This is going to be a conversation based on Reich tech and using that type of positive Orgone to, which is life force and energy, essentially. I mean, it's something, it's not a new discovery in a sense, but the, uh, the technologies and techniques developed by Reich that M Mitch is carrying forward the torch for in a day and age where it's even more necessary than ever that we regain these free energy tools and uh, rebalance our personal flow so that that inner, inner world can roll outward to the exterior physical existence that we're all sharing and maybe clean up some of this crazy pollution because it is full frequency, full spectrum frequency. Uh, pollution in the dimension right now, but I'm already saying too much. I want to get straight into it. So Mitch, welcome to the show. So excited to finally make this happen. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. Uh, all I can start by saying is thank you so much for uh, giving me a, a voice to talk about this. Um, I know when we first got connected, one of the things I mentioned was that, you know, a lot of the topics that we'll discuss are not often talked about, um, especially right now with agendas in full force. Uh, you know, it's there's a lot of information that's easily accessible, and then there's a lot of disinformation. In fact, more disinformation that's easily accessible, and I think those two go hand in hand with these agendas. And so, it's just really uh, I'm looking forward to sharing some misconceptions and how to avoid those, and how to use this technology to um, basically save our planet. So. Yeah, man, it's a messy thing when you start talking about subtle energy stuff in the first place, because, you know, a charlatan can maybe convince you that something is effective that is not really that effective. And when we're talking about these sort of devices, the intention matters so much. So like who you get it from could have all the difference in the world as to like what kind of energy that that thing puts off. There's so many it's like simple, but it's complex. It's like, is, is this a pure vibe? Is this a positive intention? Is this a holistic approach or is it somebody out to, um, you know, sell you some snake oil in a sense? That's always been a question on my mind with the, uh, the organite thing, because I've experienced both sides. I, I've once walked into a tent that had, it was like a vendor booth at an event and it was full of organite all over the place. They're shaped like Yoda and Darth Vader and random pop culture stuff. And uh, I couldn't even stand in there very long. It felt really weird. I was not enjoying it. And I wanted to like it because I knew what Organite was. And I was like, cool, Organite. And then it was just like this repellent energy going on there. And maybe that's just me. Maybe there's something up with it. But the uh, Organite that I got from you I have it in the slideshow, but I'll just hold it up. I got one of the pieces in here. <laughs> Not only did you uh, put my birthstones in it, my sunstone sign stones, but I'm sure that you had some great intentions in it. It was from your uh, yeah. your home kit, which people can find on your website. And I uh, wanted to actually show them that real quick. So I'm going to pull that up. 
TheOregonDonor.com is where you can find Mitch's stuff. Uh, I'm going to read your front page splash paragraph here just because it does a better job introducing all the things we're going to talk about maybe than I did, or at least would fill some of the gaps. It says, welcome to the Orgone Donor, home for sharing Orgone energy with humanity and planet Earth. I'm not just making Orgonite. I'm an Orgone energy researcher and avid Orgone device creator dedicating my life to creating and gifting thousands of Oregon energy devices to the planet in an effort to help raise humanity's consciousness and end the global geoengineering agenda. If you're new to this and thinking, wait, what is he talking about? Keep reading and prepare to be dazzled. I'm on a mission to restore the rain cycle in Arizona in the desert and put an end to a frequency war and global geoengineering agenda plaguing the planet. So on your website, you've got all kinds of uh, links to your experiments different adventures and tower busting and you have a cool shop where people can see all the stuff you're up to. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell them about how they can connect with your work and what you're up to? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one thing it's funny cause I'm actually trying to migrate away from what I'm about to say. But, uh, <laughs> my, my Instagram, uh, you know, I, I, I try to blog a lot and for the last couple of years, well, early for the last four years, um, when I started doing this, I was blogging on Tumblr and I would, talk about uh, the tower busting that we were doing. When I say we in this conversation, I'm going to be referring to myself and my significant other who is nameless in this entire thing. Uh, primarily just they, out of choice, they choose to be. So um, so anyway, when we would do tower busting in Chicago and then where I'm from in Nebraska, uh, I always wanted to document those results and you know have something tangible I could show. What I found was as the human collective attention span was deteriorating, it became a little easier to do blurbs and shorter things on on platforms like Instagram and whatnot. And so it's it's got its perks. Um, but I'm trying to kind of scale that back a little bit more because this last year or really since the pandemic started, um, I've been getting into more blogging and like long form writing. My background is in creative writing. Um, and that's kind of where I shine. One of the compliments I get is being able to take a significantly dark topic and have fun with it in terms of, you know, adding some humor, uh, lightening the burden, um, you know, talking people off the ledge and letting them know that there's a solution. And so I always highly recommend people check out my blog and there'll be a couple things I know we'll discuss uh, as we get into the conversation, specific things people should go read. I think they'll be uh, fascinated in my view. So... But you can also, I should point out, yeah, you can still find me on Instagram. I'm under the Oregon donor and I still use it. I just, I really like engaging with people uh, who are equally engaged. So like, I don't prefer, you know, don't just send me a message or don't just send me something like that you haven't put any thought into. If you want to talk about something, I'd love to hear your input. I'd love to hear you actually like not just shoot the latest article over to me as if I've never, you know, I've never heard from you before. And it's like, well, I don't know what you want me to do with this. So slide delete. But if you have, you know, a, a coherent thought you want to add to it, then like, let's let's talk about it, because I want to make sense of this uh, crazy, crazy topic. So, man, I can relate to a lot of what you just said. First of all, I was a creative writing major. And so this is what that became. <laughs> yeah. uh, interesting, right? I think that there's something about language that helps us see through some of the uh, matrix, if you will, because the matrix is made of words in the first place in terms of mind control. I mean, now there's all kinds of new levels of mind control being rolled out on the technological side, not just being rolled out either, more like being perfected. 
<laughs> that's a whole other story that we will get into. But um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that on on the messages from people. I love to hear from people, but I don't also don't know what to do with a, a random link. It's like, man, I'm sure if, if I'm like everyone else out there, then we can all relate to having like a, a queue of things that we want to get to watching or reading that's a mile long. Yeah. It's a part of <laughs> right now. It's like there's an information overload. That's part of the frequency war. And exactly one of the and reasons would, why this is so important to talk about, because this cuts through a lot of that stuff and takes us in, um, into the deepest problems and the deep, the um, most holistic solutions are one of. Yeah. As someone who is working to combat the frequency fence, um, I would also be a hypocrite if I spend any more time on Instagram than I already do. I'm trying to get away from the smartphone altogether, um, you know, and it, you know, every day use it a little bit less than the day before. But so, yeah, like I said, it's set an example, lead by example, that kind of thing. So it's good motivation. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I can totally relate to that as well. I took a heavy break. I mean, I, I manage some things, so I can't be completely off it. Right. And you can relate, but yeah, I, I've been the last couple of days. It's just been all the messages internally have, and all the signs externally have been like, Hey, you need to run, you need to run the hell away from that thing right now. <laughs> you need to take some time doing something completely different, break out of that routine, uh, restore and recharge if you will. And so I've been following that and I'm glad that I have, because now I am, really, really lit up for the topic that we've got tonight. Uh, and I guess what I would like to do next is just hop back over to the slides. And the next one is of an example of what you might call geoengineering in terms of what someone could see when they look up in the sky. And uh, you might help demystify that a little bit for us. So sure. I think I've got the sound turned off on the video. So I'm just going to let it play. Ah, yes. This is one of my favorites. If you need me to pause it at any point or rewind back, just tell me. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, people could read what's at the bottom, but I rem this day, this was actually not that long ago, um, within the last few months. And, you know, one of the increases of one of the reactions we've had to a lot of tower busting here in Arizona is wind. And I can assure you that wind has nothing to do with the clouds you see in the sky that are moving, or I shouldn't say nothing, but it has very little to do with them. You can see right there how that, that fake haze that has almost a rainbow fiery color on both sides of the screen where it's like there's different sections of cloud trying to form an arm together. Um, if you look at the sky, and I, I pride myself as somebody, I feel, I feel like I watch the sky more than most people. Um, I know everyone uh, listening and, and yourself included is probably familiar with uh, Crow Triple Seven, who, you know, I've seen his his documentary, listened to, I don't know how many episodes at this point. Um, and I was like, oh, this guy watches the sky as much as I do. Um, and if you do that, you're going to see how a lot of the things like in that video, you know, you think real clouds are passing over you and they're not, they're actually, you can tell that they're electrified. You can tell, um, you know, one of the things we'll talk about too, is how, how they are positively ionizing the environment with all of this technology, all these cell towers, um, all the way down to the, you know, every, everyone thinks the cell tower is dangerous, but then they forget that the phone in their pocket is dangerous too. Um, the Apple watch, the Amazon wiretap, the, whatever it is, uh, that, that you have in your house, if you have that new oven that you can 
control from your car on the way home from work, why anyone in God's name would need something like that. It's, it's all of these devices that are, that are amplifying these non-native electromagnetic fields um, all the way down to like your LED lights that act as antenna. And so everything is so charged that, you know, the, the smog, the electro smog, or as we call it, DOR, deadly orgone radiation, that's a, a Reichian term. Um, it, it electrifies the atmosphere and allows them to do a lot of, you know, quote unquote magic with that uh, white stuff in the sky. And so, yeah, when you see clouds like that video, I was trying to demonstrate that, you know, you may, everyone goes about their business all day long and doesn't realize that as those things are passing over you, um, you just think it's a cloudy day. But I always challenge people to look, look at the placement of the clouds, look at the placements of the sun, um, everyone thinks Bill Gates is going to block the sun with some weird experiment that's coming up this year. Um, or, or they've heard all these stories, disclosure that, that basically is misinformation meant to make us look at the boogeyman when we should be looking at uh, the boogeyman behind the curtain. And um, when you look at those clouds, you can find that, like, in this case, the direction of the wind that day was blowing towards me. I was facing uh, south. And the wind was blowing north and it had nothing to do with how any of those clouds were moving. They just all slowly start to congregate together and you get these weird wisps and like almost like arms that try to like reach and grab out over the sun. And they want to like envelop it to try and block the sun for as long as they can, as strategically as they can. Um, even on sunny days, you'll see that the direct sunlight has been diminished, uh, which, I mean, if you have solar panels, you probably experience or, you know, you know when to, to see this or you're going to see it more prevalent in your life. But um, it's it's sort of like uh, I would just call it a slow kill. Um, you know, everyone's vitamin D deficient, uh, plus the whole other, you know, the cosmic rays, the consciousness, the, the codes, whatever you want to call it, everything that's coming in from the sun. There's a there's an agenda to strategically obstruct that in some way uh even if it's just you know minuscule and uh that right there the reason they can still do that around here is because you know as many towers as we've busted um on a day like that it would normally be completely whited out when we moved here a day like that would have been whited out but you know we've gifted or bust busted towers in and around sedona and basically every every town within a hundred miles of here and then different cities out along the border and up in the mountains, out in the desert. I and mean, we found so much, so many weapons around Arizona. Um, I always call it arid zone a, and I don't know exactly what zone a is for. Um, I would say militaristic purposes, but uh, yeah, there's just, there's no shortage of towers. So you're not going to have a shortage of electrified atmosphere, which allows that stuff to happen. So Man, that's just really wild to think about dimming the sun. If you realize that everything, it's not just your vitamin D production, right? Like every piece of food you ever put in your mouth, what brought it to you was a chain of events that started at the sun. And, uh, you know, the energy even steps down a little bit from, from being to being on that food chain. And so if we're at the top of the food chain, basically, you know, especially people that are eating like a lot of uh, meat and stuff like that, potentially, not going straight to a plant source to get that sunlight, that, that bottled sunlight. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me that it would do much more exponentially to the overall biosphere mm -hmm. than what, you know, the bioenergy contained in the biosphere, if you will, 
than just what it does to us to like kind of, you know, oh man, I wish it was sunnier. I'm kind of bummed all these clouds, you know, like there's that aspect, but there's also every, every link in the chain is weakened by the, the solar rays being diminished. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that they try to teach you as a kid to be afraid of the sun. Don't you look at it, put on this weird lotion <laughs> to yeah. cover your skin and look like a, I don't know. The, lo the lotion that activates by the sun to then cause cancer too. It, it, just, it speeds up the process. I get a lot of questions. Um, I mean, I get emails and, and people, I used to think there was no such thing as a stupid question um, until I got into this work. Uh, there, there's one that I get quite often from people and they directly ask, why would they want to block the sun? Because it is the source of all life on earth. I mean, not the only component of that, but really, I mean, it is life. It is, it is the life cycle. And there is a force on this planet that does not like the life cycle at all. That is prevalent in not just the work I do, but it's in, you know, I can, I can explain how what I do with the frequencies, with these towers, with all this energy, how it is connected to what you're eating and what you're drinking and why Monsanto exists and why buildings and energy generators are positioned in strategic locations around the world and how everything's connected to consciousness and the whole, the whole thing, you know, it's when people say we've all heard it, that we're in this spiritual battle, um, which is absolutely true. Uh, and, you know, just all of these things are connected. And the sun is a huge component of that. Um, you know, I know I hear some people say, like, we get these downloads from it. Well, I can tell you lately, there's been a lot of solar activity coming into Arizona so much. So I thought yesterday, um, every, every time it comes in, it gets just really, really windy. Um, and I, I can't say specifically if it's solar flares um, but it's, what's funny is when you look at the sky and you have these like really windy days, go outside on a really windy day and pay attention to how much sunlight is being directly exposed. And if there's anything trying to obstruct it, because if, if it's being obstructed, I promise you that once that covers over the sun, um, the wind is going to diminish significantly. And it's interesting, like I'll go out into my yard. I've got several of those chem busters, which we'll look at here as um, in the conversation too. I've got these things positioned all over. I've, I've sent out several of them all over the state of Arizona. And when you start moving these things and like literally aiming them like a bazooka at different uh, electro smog in the sky or at chemtrails and, and things like that, you shift these energy fields and then the sun all of a sudden it's like that stuff starts to break down the sun is exposed again and you get this massive gust of wind i thought last night we were going to lose our green our greenhouse coming up off the ground it's just been insanely windy um and there's been a huge uptick in the uh attempt to cover the sun lately so there's a connection there um i don't have all the answers on it but i just i know that i can find the patterns and the correlation and it's just it's the same about like when I, um, you know, I, I figured out that chemtrail spraying increases 24 to 48 hours prior to new moon and new moons and full moons. And it was back in June of 2017. I was sitting in my apartment in Chicago and I had a couple chem busters. Couldn't have them out on the street because I thought everyone was going to think I'm nuts and everyone's, you know, stacked on top of each other. But I remember aiming them at the moon one night. And I saw, this was when I started seeing that wind had nothing to do with clouds. 
or what I thought were clouds. And I saw this electro smog, you know, just positioning itself like here's the moon and you've got this electro smog here and here and here. And it's, some of this started moving over the moon. And so I positioned the chem busters and it, it at, like aiming at like a, you know, a gun, I guess. And it disappeared. And then I thought, oh, that was cool and kind of shocking. And then all of a sudden this one came up and started going towards where the moon was. And I'm like, okay. So I positioned everything again. Then this started going. And so I'm sitting there in my apartment and I'm thinking like, oh my God, like they're really... So, so I'm like, I don't know why, I don't know everything about the moon, but what I do know uh, is comparing it to other things that I've learned about, uh, they strategically block both the sun and the moon at different times for different purposes, um, you know, connected to certain holidays. I know around September 11th, uh, there's always a huge uptick. There always has been. Last year, it was actually that the sun appeared red to everybody. They might remember that. Um, and then the hashtag sun was actually removed from Instagram for some reason. Uh, and there was a whole other can of worms. I did, I did a bunch of blogging about this back in September, uh, 2020. Um, so I would tell people like, go, go back and look at some of that stuff because they were blaming it on the fires in California and trying to say there was all this smoke in the sky and it wasn't smoke in the sky. The smoke was attaching to the electro smog and the uptick in the chemtrails and basically the heart network just zapping the hell out of, um, the U S and so, um, so anyway, I, it's, I guess I got off on a tangent there, just that the strategicness of trying to block the sun. I mean, when you start looking at the sky all the time, you're going to see all these patterns and you're just like, this doesn't make any sense until then it does. When you realize like, oh, the sun consciousness, um, when, you know, watching crows, I watched that documentary of his shoot the moon and I started seeing so much uh, so much, uh, compare. I basically was able to like his patterns that he saw. I'm like, that lines up exactly with like everything I see with all the chemtrails and trying to block it. And what are they blocking and what's coming in and the lunar wave and, and all of that stuff. So it's, it's like, we know they're blocking something. We don't know exactly all of the why, um, but we can make some fairly good educated guesses now. So. I, I mean, on a, yin and yang sense what is more symbolic of the masculine and feminine than the sun and the moon it could just be part of a sort of yo-yo effect they're trying to create that like dominoes falling if you start at the uh, the most atavistic elemental version of these two forces and you play them off each other in the right way maybe that manifests as some of the war of the sexes that isn't seeming to kind of only have intensified in the last decade more than anything else. And not just uh, what actually what I would say has happened isn't so much that it's intensified, but like the roles have become really clear where, uh, where sort of the corrupted masculine and the corrupted feminine and people that act out in that, those archetypes support each other in this really, really gross lockstep way almost like the, uh, you know, the white knight that defends the Gorgon is how I describe it. <laughs> and we're you know, seeing that. And that's like what the yeah. left, that's what the left is like, really. It's those two factors being played off yeah. each other. And, uh, you know, men or women can play out the corrupted masculine or the corrupted feminine. It doesn't necessarily relate to the biological gender either. But I see potentially some connection there to the way that uh, gender has been a attacked in other ways psychologically i mean yeah i i see commonalities or is that the right word 
Um, I, I see coincidences between the work that I do and things like even the feminist movement and transgenderism and the things that are being done to uh, remove human beings from being human and from being in their natural, you know, and, and that in the most physical aspect, the masculine and feminine, just, you know, being a man and a woman and, and whatever those roles may entail, um, you know, it's, it's just all connected. So, I mean, I, I definitely see on a physical standpoint with the sun and the moon and what's going on. Um, and, you know, even Wilhelm Reich actually wrote a book about fascism and, and like sexually depraved people. And when you dive into it, it's like, oh, this is explaining that with when you live in a society that's based on what we would call, I would call third wave modern day um, feminism or the male component of that, the what is it, the men going their own way own way it's, like, <laughs> it's a bad it's a bad look man <laughs> but being being uh or falling outside of these these roles where you're not embracing your true masculinity or femininity um it throws off the energy that is part of this life cycle and that's just part of um the whole you know basically bastardizing this realm uh it, it, you know whoever it is that's doing this um, it's just, it's something does not want, like I used to think everything was like either left or right. I, I coming from Chicago, I blended in there until one day I did not blend in there at all. And that's why we left. Um, it's very, everyone knows Chicago is probably, you know, like New York or Los Angeles or, you know, other places, Portland. Um, but you know, I used to think it was left or right. I used to think it was red or blue. I used to think it was male or female. It was all, you know, fell into that trap. And now I've, I've realized like it's essentially it is it's natural it's nature versus artificial. That's, that's where I'm at, man. Yeah. The, that's where the I'm war, at. If you want to give it, if you want to call it a war or a battle, whatever, it, what we're dealing with, you have two options. There's two paths right now, natural and artificial. And this energy, this, this, you know, Oregon is, it, it, people call it chi and prana. I'm sure everyone's heard that term, those terms before. Um, sometimes people call it scalar energy. I'm told that that's what the physics community uses. Although I have yet to hear like a, a mainstream physicist talk about um, scalar energy or zero point tash, tashion. Um, but, you know, it's the energy of life and there's, you know, one, one of the books I am, uh, I want to talk about, I, uh, it's contact with space. One of the best books you can get. If you want to learn about Wilhelm Reich, uh, it talks a lot about his work when he came here to Arizona. Um, I'm not trying to tout my own horn here, but I do believe Arizona is very significant for, um, not just the geoengineering agenda, but for the consciousness, uh, agenda or progression or regression, whatever it is that's going on on our planet, um, there, there's a reason why he came here. And um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Just basically uh, the, well, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll skip what I was going to say because I'm going to, I'll come back to that. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think there, you could be onto something there, man. I have very deep suspicions about what was going on in North America before the parasite class took over and uh, reset things. So, you know, the fact that that part of the, the continent is the deserty part makes you wonder, was that like the epicenter of when 
a pass reset went down and that's why it's all dried up, you know, because when you start looking into (laughs) the hidden history of the realm, you're like, holy shit, the biosphere might've been so different. Like we might've had trees that are a mile wide, you know, the amount of energy of orgone life force prana that was flowing through a living ecosystem of, of a variety of types of creatures, a huge variety. It could have been, we could be looking at like that we're at 1% right now of what the biosphere used to be. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. It could be that drastic. So yeah, I mean, getting into these places that have been most victimized or brutalized by the, uh, <laughs> the fire and brimstone of these desert sky gods, <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's it's no uh, something to it. Yeah, there's no coincidence. Arizona, I, I always I joke with people that it is it's just one giant lava tube with an underground military base underneath. Um, there's a reason why, you know, say the sagebrush is so prevalent in New Mexico and why they you know, area 51, allegedly all that stuff in Nevada and California, like California, it holds, you know, all these these mountains and peaks. And I look out my window and I see, you know, we have mesas here. Um, I, I live in the village of Oak Creek, just just outside of the city of Sedona. And you look at these things that look like tree stumps and it's like, come on, like there's there's this. This is not a flat Mesa, you know, that just sort of plateaued. No, I, I don't buy that. Um, there's something about the energy here. And there's a reason why, you know, what I would call the parasites are here, uh, specifically to Sedona. You know, a lot of people. I don't know if they're familiar with the um, with, I, I had talked about the Bradshaw ranch conspiracy before um, it's the, the Bradshaw family, just, they own that this ranch uh, in Sedona that was basically bought by the government at gunpoint. And they just said, you're selling it to us. And that's that. And I know now if you go there, it's just next to, or before you get to the, what's called the secret mountain wilderness where hikers have disappeared. And I'm sure Sasquatch has been, uh, found and recorded with a potato about a million times, but um, there's there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on over there. There's a lot of disappearances, and there was a strange military convoy that went through here last year uh, that was documented on a, a show by a, a guy named Corey Daniels out of Phoenix. Uh, he has a website called the Phoenix Enigma, and there were some people who we have friends who live over. Oh, I've heard of that road. guy. Yeah, he's. Um, he, he really, he dives into a lot of the occult uh, symbology and especially around Arizona. And he's, I used his work to find a lot of the uh, underground military bases where we deploy a lot of our uh, devices, where we put things like earth pipes and, you know, which are just organite devices that are encased inside of um, either copper or metal pipes like that. Yep. And uh, we go out into the desert, we go up into the mountains, we bury these things uh, uh, facing downward into the ground. Um, They are composed of your typical organite base, your resins and metals, and some form of quartz crystals. These are pointed crystals. I put certain wrappings. I'll throw... I throw a lot of weird magic in there, I guess, Um, or I try to. Uh, Those ones that that you have on the screen there, uh, those are some of my favorites because normally... They're like little, they're, they're a little bit thinner. Um, something that I would like, I have these available on my shop, 
But for Arizona, everything is obviously rock or it's just harder. It's harder to bury things. So we'll make things uh, fatter and cheaper, fatter and cheaper, flat, fatter and thinner. And uh, it's just easier to bury, especially strategically. But you, you bury these things in certain locations. You bury them around energy hubs. You bury them around, you know, I don't want to give too much credit to the military because like people ask me all the time, like, you know, is the military doing this? Is the military spraying us? And I have... Um, over the years, you know, I used to I used to go along the crowd that said this was aluminum, barium, and strontium being sprayed from planes and blasted with harp, and that was pretty much what it was. And I I don't agree with myself from you know five or six years ago because um, having worked with these energy tools and seeing what happens when you bury these around an airport or a military base or a nuclear power plant or a body of water. And seeing uh, the reactions, what happens in the sky, it's like, oh, this is so far beyond uh, those elements. It's so far beyond those parasites. It's much bigger. And at this point, I don't even give the military or the government credit for it. I think they're too stupid to do it in my view. But um, but yeah, anyway, we we bury a lot of this stuff and we've been we have been burying an extra lot of this stuff since 2021 started. Um, we've been here since 2018. Uh, we wanted to move to Sedona uh, mostly because, I mean, in my, for me, it was Wilhelm Reich came here. I knew that the desert was not natural. And that's something I talk about on Instagram quite a bit uh, or on, on my blog too. But people are always really perplexed when I say that. And um, deserts are not natural. They are terra. This planet is terraformed and it is terraformed with an artificial uh terror formed terror yeah terror formed um it's and you can see it when you go around you know over here in uh, sedona if you go up to the airport uh if you go to the airport mesa to go to the vortex up there you can tell in the patterns of how the rocks are crumbling that it, it, it's like it's disintegrating and um it's you know the whole idea of desertification is not what they say in a textbook um it's frequency based. We know that much so far, but when Wilhelm Reich, he talks about this in contact with space, these elements that, um, you know, he saw chemtrail planes too, but they weren't planes. And when you start to watch those planes, um, they, you realize they're not all planes. I don't know if that means some of them are holograms. I don't know if that means some of them. I, I have this, I have a lot of theories in my head based on. I've seen a lot that looked like a drone. I thought a lot were drones too. And the reason I think that is because I, what I think they do, if, if it is something physical that is spraying anything, I, I, we know the military sprays, we know the government sprays, like, yes, they, they experiment, they do all these things. What I'm saying, I guess, just to be clear for anyone who might be confused is that there is something else. Um, like when we, when we look at one of the videos I sent you of what happens to chemtrails after you've removed a whole bunch of towers from that area by putting orgone devices around them. When you see what happens to the chemtrail, it's like, oh, that's that's not aluminum. I know that's not aluminum. Um, and you, you know, there's different anomalies that you know if you if you make enough observation, it's like this is energetic. Like you can see frequencies smacking into each other. It's like the light versus the dark. Um, in the case of Arizona and the I'm going to bring up some of the uh, the other yeah. Oregon devices and you can 
yeah. talk about how those work too. Yeah, yeah. So when when we talk about things like tower busters, people are like, what's a tower buster? So a tower buster is a small device, an orgone device that is meant to bust a tower. And the tower that we're referring to is your typical cell phone tower. Obviously now fast forward to 2021, that means your 5G towers. That means your whatever radio antenna, your Doppler radar, your Nexrad system, whatever. Um, they are, uh, you know, you want to make them affordable and bare bones because if you're doing this kind of work, I mean, like I have put thousands and thousands and thousands of these around the United States. And I know other people who've done the same thing too. And I, all the people I associate with who I talk to, many of them are more uh, open about it. Many of them are under the radar. And because you're doing so much of this work, it's like you want to make it as cheap for yourself as possible because it gets insanely expensive. So the ones on the left there, that's just a composite of um, it's, it's a polyester resin. And we'll talk about that because I can hear some people foaming at the mouth about that word. Um, but there's polyester. Resin. It's unnatural. Yeah. You know, as, I'll, yeah, I'll bite my tongue for a second. Um, and then metal shavings and the metal shavings uh, that are used. You can use any um, for those. I use aluminum and most people will use aluminum. For one thing, it's lightweight. So when you're carrying 300 of these on a bicycle, it's a lot easier to get around the city of Chicago. I know that from personal experience. Um, it's it's affordable uh, when you're covering the cost of all of this out of your own pocket. And so, um, you know, it's, but that's the basic recipe is you wanna have some form of a composite, uh, a resin and a, a catalyzing resin and then you want to have your metal shavings or your metal uh, particulate, your uh, powders, things like that. And then you want to have some form of quartz crystals. And uh, the ones on the right there that have a spiral on the top, obviously a lot of people like fancy things. And so there has to be the iPhone model of everything out there. So like most people who gift Organite or make Organite, um, I also make nicer looking things that people would want to put in their house because not everybody wants a jagged tower buster to set on the coffee table. So I understand that. Um, the ones on the right there, I think those also incorporate uh, some black tourmaline and some copper shavings and whatnot. So, but you really, you just, you need your resin, you need your metal. They need to be in the proper ratio, um, which is kind of a sore subject for me because I live in Sedona. We are the crystal capital of I, well, we're, we're not Arkansas is the crystal capital, but that's right are, by me. I'm just minutes the, away. We're the new cage capital of the USA. And there's the ones no, you sent me a couple of them up close to. Yeah. And those, so like those have the, the metals, uh, the aluminum and that kind of stuff. And there's some kyanite and you put my favorite are, selenite are, in there. Selenite is my number one. Selenite and some wrapped, uh, those are it's silver wrapped quartz points. And then the black portion there is actually black powder and shungite so that actually because black powder or not black powder but steel powder or you can use iron oxide things like that um powders are fantastic for organite uh some people will say that, you know they'll ask me like oh does that mean it's better and i try not to i try not to use that word because you know i i tell people if you want to put something in your house an organ device any organ device as long as it's made right it needs to have enough metal because the the whole point of it, people think a lot of it has to do with the crystals and it does, but they think it has solely to do with the crystals and it doesn't. You need to have metal and the resin. And the reason if you're willing or don't care about, you know, I'm, 
I want to say a couple things regarding. So I, I was gifted this piece. I want yeah. to show it, and uh, there's not much metal in it. Yeah. So I, I I don't dislike it. It's really pretty. It's got a lot of natural materials in it. It's a nice looking piece. I I can say that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not going to, I mean, here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, uh, if you ever come to Sedona, do not waste your time going to any of the crystal stores to buy organite because they all sell organite and it's crap. It's all crap. And it's been crap forever because people don't make enough They don't put enough metal in there. And when people buy this stuff, they think that they're buying it to protect themselves from the EMF in their home. And it's misleading to me. Um, it's also really, I mean, organite can be inexpensive to make, uh, but it can also be really expensive to make right now with the cost of materials it's going through the roof. And so, um, you know, I just notice a lot of people uh, cutting back on those kinds of things. And it's like, you can't do that. It needs to have a proper amount of metal. It should be roughly 50% of it should be, your metal component and the other 50, the resin. And so, um, it, you know, if it's less than that, people write. Does that apply to what we're looking at here in terms of like effectiveness? Effectiveness. So those are water tests I did. Um, people ask, you know, oh, how can I test this? I'm like, well, one of the ways is the water test. The pattern of orgone energy, a scalar wave, the chi energy is a spiral fractal pattern. And when you put, you know, this is one you can do in the freezer, um, put a cup of water. Uh, I would use a plastic cup because a glass one may shatter. I, I've known it to always shatter. Um, but you put a tower buster in the freezer and a cup of water on top of it and then just leave it undisturbed. So don't go opening and shake like undisturbed. And uh, you'll get a vortex pattern and these little like micro needles. I mean, stuff like like what Masaru Emoto was working on. I mean, what you're doing is you're restructuring the water. You're, um, you know, putting the, I'm not putting the consciousness back in it. I mean, it never left, but you're, you're reprogramming the water is what you're doing. And a lot of the water. So the one on the left looks like a vortex, but is the one on the right, just like a non- it was, was a bubble. Was it? it like a light, it like made a light bulb. Uh, oh, I you know, see it now. There does look like there's like a but cavity you, in there. Yeah. Did, did you happen to get, there was a third one that had another vortex in it. Um, that ha, There we go. And so that one was like a needle vortex in the center there. Um, but you always get those needle, like it's just frozen needles that just right outward around this vortex. And so, um, you know, you can, you can play around with it. Like some people have done the test and they're like, Oh no, like it, you know, didn't work or you can. It's almost it. like a tree trunk with branches coming off it yeah, uh, I mean, and well, roots I, above and below. It's know, very like fractal yeah. to the life biofield. It looks like a lot of the trees here in Sedona, especially when you get up on the, on the uh, platform, on the mesas and, and up in the rocks, because, you know, everything is like twisted, all that energy that's coming out, you know, there are all these trees that are just growing right out of the rock. And it's like, well, how is that even possible? Because there's no dirt at all. And it's like, oh, because the energy, the waveform that's coming out of there is passing through. And it's just caused those trees to grow in just, I mean, just look, just go uh, do a search on the, uh, the airport Mesa and look at some of those trails there. I mean, they're not just there, but that's one that you can see here in the city that's easy to get to. So, but anyway, the water test is one of them. And, you know, people talk about, um, cause every, so one thing I've learned with this is people are obsessed with this thing I call 
show me the receipt syndrome. If you talk about fluoride, uh, they are on board with anything you'd say. And we talked about this on the phone. I said, if somebody tells you like, oh, did you know that Hitler used fluoride to make the Jews docile in World War II? People run with that. And it's like, well, I know I didn't know Hitler and I don't know any Jews from World War II. I didn't do any tests on their pineal glands with a control group. And I have no idea on how to verify how much of this is true, but I'm going to go ahead and just do it. But then you talk about Organite, you talk about Orgone Energy, you talk about Reich, and you talk about these towers and busting them. And it's and then all of a sudden it's like they want a dissertation on everything. And, you know, it's one of the tests I can say is the water test. But a lot of this stuff is you you need to, like, go bust towers. You need to make this stuff. You need to get involved and do it yourself. And, you know, there was a quote um, that I want to actually share. I probably should have shared it earlier just to kind of prove my point. But um, it's a it's a quote from Wilhelm Reich. It's one of my favorite quotes because I think it it encompasses everything I'm trying to say here. And that is it says, what uh, what do they want for proof? There is no proof. There are no authorities whatsoever. No president, no academy, court of law, Congress or Senate on this earth has the knowledge or power to decide what will be the knowledge of tomorrow. There is no use in trying to prove something that is unknown to someone who is ignorant of the unknown or fearful of its threatening power. Only the good old rules of learning will eventually bring about understanding of what has invaded our earthly existence. And so I stress to people that, you know, don't just, you know, everyone says this, don't just take my word for it, or don't just trust what I say, research what I say. We all know that. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm saying, you know, go beyond the water test. Um, there's also a plant test where you can put organite around your, like put it around your garden, put it around your plants. Uh, it will Typically, I know not always, and I don't know if that's because if something's not made properly, but it will typically produce uh, faster growth and larger yields. I've had success with it. Um, I've had people down in Phoenix. I've had farmers who have been successful with it. Um, I think some of the best people you could ever gift, and one of my friends is gifting them down in the southern part of the state, uh, is you know farmers, farmland. And the reasoning why this may be, I can't say it is the exact reason, but I believe the reason is because once you've changed these energy fields, you've opened up the life force energy and, you know, the flow is moving as it's naturally supposed to. All those receptors, all the DNA, all the genetic code and everything is just, it's able to maximize uh, its potential and do what it's supposed to do. And there are all these forces, in this case, towers, that are meant to harbor that. And, you know, it's not just a microwave that's causing cancer or, um, you know, there is, there's a mind control component to these towers, but even deeper, there's a consciousness uh, element to it. Because, um, you know, I, I don't talk about it a lot on my, uh, on my website. Um, a lot of it just because I know some people, they're new to this and I don't want to scare them off too quickly. Um, but, it's the idea that this technology and like artificial intelligence, a lot of people think, you know, artificial intelligence is going to be the Terminator and it's not. 
the artificial intelligence is essentially like us where our bodies are electrical. We are these mechanical beings. We always say we're physical bodies, have, we're spiritual having a physical experience here. The body is just the physical component. Well, all of this technology is creating a web, a bubble, a, a network that allows something else to exist within that network the way we exist in consciousness. So I've been saying this about AI myself. Yeah. I mean, energy and consciousness are, they come from the same, they're kind of the same thing in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, what yeah. is, it's like water, it takes the shape of its container, but what shape is the container for uh, this artificial grid work of electrical self-contained closed circuitry loop systems? Mm -hmm. You know, I, just having this conversation with you, I just thought for a second, that maybe the term we should be using instead of artificial intelligence is artificial consciousness because it, it goes with the, like with, with Wilhelm Reich, he um, believed, or he believed, he was talking about orgone. AC. <laughs> talking about like OR, which is orgone, and then DOR, which is deadly orgone radiation, which there's a misconception about DOR. Some people just say, if you hear people say door, that's what they mean. Um, but DOR is essentially life. It's a lifeless energy field. Uh, it's the absence of life. Uh, it's, it manifests in the physical form as electrosmog. It's the white shit we see in the sky. It's what's trying to obstruct the sun. It's what's trying to fry the clouds or what you see indentations in the sky from being blasted with the heart network. Um, think how many really bad things that you could take into your body are like a white powder. <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. Can you're talking about the, you're talking about this like DOR, oh, but you're talking yeah. about the, the white stuff in the sky. That's not clouds. Think about how many horrible deadly things are white powders that you would yeah, eat I mean, or that you would like snuff or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's essentially pollution. Um, and, you know, when you see like a big city with like smog, uh, they'll always blame it on the vehicles, you know, look at Denver or whatever on whatever day and or, or California down the, in Los Angeles in the valley. And it's like the, the pollution that comes from things like manufacturing and, and automobiles and things like that, it contributes and it has something to stick to. But when you remove that element of what it's, it is sticking to, when you remove that and you remove the DOR and transmute those energy fields, then the earth can do everything that it is supposed to do. And that is cleanse. The earth is continually cleansing itself and detoxing itself. And it has, you know, it's why we go grounding and we get the transfer of the electrons. It's like there's this constant energy flow that is trying to heal and repair and heal and repair. And, you know, there's a. I think that's why you get the wind when you bust stuff, oh, yeah, because you're sure. like, it's like there was this um, just like in the human biofield, you can get a tangle, if you will, in your energy field uh, and the flow is going around that. You know, it's like a vortex or something that is. A compartmentalized thing. I mean, if you look at that on a fractal level, compartmentalization of of flow is like the whole name of the game for the the inverse brethren, their networks, if you will, that are putting all this out. So, yeah, I think the Earth is exactly what you say. It's a body, and when that wind comes rushing in, it's like she's taking a breath and like sending the the healing attentiveness of her breath to that location instantly. It seems like to me, almost like you've uh, 
broken a seal on a pressurized system and something's coming in now? You know, I would challenge people who are interested to do this. Uh, I would, I would challenge them to do this. When we first moved here, we were trying to decide between either Sedona or Taos, New Mexico. So we visited both places. Uh, we spent about two weeks there and this was in, um, October of 2018. And we went around the Enchanted Circle. And if you're not familiar with the Enchanted Circle, it's a bunch of small communities, including Taos. Um, I'm trying to remember one of the other towns was I think called Angel Fire. Um, and you just, you go around, it takes probably like three hours to drive all the way around this mountain. We stopped, it took maybe more like five or six because we we um, meant to, to gift, we wanted to bust it because we got there and there were people all complaining about the drought that year. And so, and we stayed in a, we stayed in this little airship or air, not airship, um, earthship that, you know, the owner had left us a note saying, you know, can, please conserve water because they were having to truck it in. So we decided like, we're going to go bust some stuff. I had brought one, our car that we drove to get there. Um, I packed the trunk with aluminum and I had all kinds of crystals to last me till the end of time. And so I stopped every store I could and bought up as much of the Bondo resin as I could and some muffin pans and i we i just would crank those out just by the hundreds as we went our, and we went around the uh the enchanted circle and made a bunch of earth pipes and so we you're like joined. a superhero man <laughs> when i told my girl about really? about what you were doing she's like he's like a superhero and this yeah. is exactly right i think people don't want to believe it like i i know a prominent organ worker who got me into this that ghosted me and i think it's because she thought i was full of either bullshit or she thought i was just too good to be true and it's like I'm not sure what to say other than I hate tyranny and I want to be free and I hate fake. I don't want to live in a world that's artificial. And that's why I'm like, if you read my Instagram page, I'm getting very, very vocal, more vocal every day about. I've been watching it. I'm I, The cattle prod approach is what I'm doing. I was joking with a, with a person today who's like, Mitch, I, you got me the cattle prod. Like I'm finally getting my butt in gear. And I'm like, thank God, like, cause there aren't enough people busting towers in comparison to how many towers are going up. Um, but in, in regards to doing the cattle prod is a good word because we, uh, a certain oh, yeah. word that we shouldn't say on YouTube that's spelled V-A-C-C in Latin, that word vaca means cow, hmm. mm. you know, and uh, the uh, I actually just saw too Instagram did a really wild thing where I tried to post a photo that showed side by side the old who website and the, the current who website where herd immunity was changed to not yeah. have to no longer describe natural infections and only artificial <laughs> injections if you will we won't go there too much no no i know i know i i, I say uh i say poison dart to to avoid the the al gore that's good rhythm damn but, it um, al gore yeah um but no yeah so so when we were gifting taos um and this has to do with the wind that you're talking about so it was me and my partner we we were driving around we stopped at every like campsite every pull off every wherever we could and we'd get out of the car he'd run off bury an earth pipe and i'd scatter tower busters around wherever we were and then we get back in the car and go to the next one and we just did that for hours but it was every single time that he'd bury a pipe, I would feel, and this was, of course, by a stream that went uh, in, along the mountain, I would feel this huge gust of wind. And I'm like, oh, I know, right? I know exactly when he buried it. And, you know, I saw uh, the same thing happen uh, the first time we ever buried earth pipes around a nuclear power plant. Uh, this was in uh, uh, Zion, 
Illinois or Wisconsin, I forget which state fights over that city, but there's a nuclear power plant there, or there was, um, on Lake Michigan. And we, we took the Metro out there with our bikes. It's like two hours to get to, and then got on our bikes, ride another hour with these backpacks full of all these tools. And we run out in this, you know, it was a, it was a forest preserve surrounding this new plant. And I'm telling you the second those earth pipes hit the ground, you know, this was a white out chemtrail day and you just see everything start to disintegrate. Then you, the huge gusts of wind, the sun comes out, you start to see the blue sky and then you see the crisscross like cockroaches. And when you've turned on the light switch, you know, um, and disclaimer, I don't have cockroaches, but I know we're, we're going to get into that in the second hour, folks. We've got some video of that exact thing that he's describing in action. Yeah, I don't know if this is related, but since I buried the earth pipe at my house, it's rained every day at my house since then. I don't um, know what that might mean if that's not even connected. You know, I at the uh, let's see, I don't want to stroke my own ego and I don't want someone else saying, oh, he thinks he's just the shit. I believe based on where you live, where I sent that to. And I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people around the country that are doing this. I know where there are the most people doing this and the fewest people doing this. Um, and where you are has very few people doing this. Uh, so what I'm going to make an educated guess and say, that might change after this, who knows after this conversation goes out. I hope so because there's, there's a lot of, um, unsuspecting targets over there too, not just towers, a lot of energy conductors, things like, like how in Washington, DC there, you know, the Washington monument would be needs to be gifted, not just the cell towers around it, that kind of thing. Um, but it, in regards to where you are, what I imagine happened was you probably caused a huge shuffle in the bubble, the EMF bubble that was there, that was too sudden and too quick for them to recalibrate all of the tech that they had. And it's, you know, it, you probably shook up a lot because when you start doing this, you're going to know, like, if you start busting towers and you see really dramatic reactions, like massive temperature drops, that's, that's the first thing. Um, and sometimes if you do too many towers in one short period of time, you'll often get hail because this precipitation gets pulled back in from the ether and then starts freezing in the sky. Um, you'll sometimes, I mean, you'll have obviously the, the wind and things like that. And you'll see an uptick in chemtrail spraying or chem chemtrail activity. Um, and, you know, it, it's when you're introducing it to a new area, you'll know because um, if you were gifting a place that's already had like a ton, like if somebody came to Sedona and started busting towers in Sedona, I'd, I'd tell them you're wasting your time because I can't think of anywhere on earth that has more organite right now than Sedona. Um but uh, you wouldn't notice any huge changes from what's already going on. And so um, anyway, yeah, I've, I've had a few people other than you uh, in the last couple of weeks who have gotten a few of these pipes and started burying them. And they write, they write stories and they talk like, oh, here's what happened to us. Can you give me your take on it? And, you know, I, I don't know all the answers and I don't want to just guess, but it's just interesting to compare everything, what, what these people are experiencing um, someone left a nice comment on an earth pipe that they bought from my shop, uh, last week and was just like, I hammered it into the ground and it's been raining for like three days. And they were like, awesome. Thanks, Mitch. You know? And I thought, well, I, I'm not, was that Kabir? I mean, it's not, it's not just me. There's I know one of my friends bought a home kit from you at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Could be. Uh, and he, well, yeah, he's, was he in the same area? 
not far. He's uh, he's not far away, but he's not in the right. same town. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, I tell people, they're always asking like, what do I get for my house? Uh, and I always say like an, any orgone device, as long as it's properly made, I, you know, we have like what's called the standard, the tower buster. Um, you could get a, a little pack of these and scatter them around your house. And um, I think that would suffice. However, I would tell you uh, if you want to go with what I call the nuclear option, then I may, I made the home pack for that again, because people like, I mean, it's fun to make some of these nicer things. Uh, it's, it's enjoyable. It's a fun activity. It's a rewarding activity. And it's really cool to have this stuff in your house. Uh, again, as long as it's made properly, but also I would tell people, you know, don't just put a, uh, don't just put a bandaid on your problem. And this is the part that nobody wants to hear. Uh, when people write to me and they're like, what can I do? I need to do this. I'm sensitive to this. Or I, someone I know they got the vex, uh, got the poison dart and, uh, having reactions and this kind of stuff. And a lot of people ask for flat out medical advice, which I'm not a doctor and I won't give, but, um, I tell them, you know, you have to set up the environment. You can't just put a bandaid on it. So if you think that like, Oh, I'll just get some organite and my problems with electromagnetic fields will go away. It's not as simple as that. What people like I am doing is going out and, you know, we bust these towers that are to benefit everyone. We're transmuting the frequencies of these huge, this huge web of, you know, what we know as HARP. Uh, obviously, I know there's, it's bigger than that, but that's, that's what we're doing at the base level is to create this, this healthier energy field for all. But as far as what you need to do for yourself, besides just putting some of this in your house or buy your Wi-Fi router or whatever, it's like you need to take a proactive approach to canceling out and getting rid of as much of this problem as you can. Um, it, people don't want to hear it, but, you know, I, I tell people you need to like right now I'm hardwired for Internet. Um, I try very hard to not use my smartphone, my dumb phone as much as humanly possible, which is why I said earlier, I want to get away from all the Instagram, you know, uh, at night, all devices are off. Wi-Fi should never be on when you're asleep. Um, my phone's in this bag I got from Matt Landman. Right and on. here's a hat that I was wearing all day. That's also silver threaded. And Both of those things block signal. Exactly. Like, because I think a lot of people, they just, um, they think you can throw a tower buster at it and it's going to be healed. And I know this kind of would go against my uh, bottom line from a business perspective, but it's just not true. You can, you can block things. You can uh, unplug things uh, in regards to like, if you have a smart meter, there's different ways to cover it. There's also different things. Like if you go to my website, I have a, a section to teach how there's uh, it's, well, it's actually a different website that teaches you. I just, I refer you to it. I try to just provide all the stuff that I've compiled over my experience with this. And it's a website called freedom taker that um, you they'll, they'll explain all of the legalities on how to successfully remove the smart meter from your house. And to, because you can't just go do it or you'll get arrested, even though it, you know, if you own your house, you don't own that meter and they can change it out in the middle of the night when you're not looking and you're screwed. And so, um, and, and the re there's a reason that they can do that. And that's because this agenda is much more sadistic and downright evil than people want to admit. So 
you know, it's like you can you can hardwire things. Um, I know a lot of people are using EMF paints. Uh, I, I haven't heard very good things about the paint. Um, I have. I that. would use powdered shungite. I mean, they're talking about on crow that stopping bee colonies from collapsing could help. I've heard people, you know what? I feel like that's something people would just have to experiment with it and then get something yeah. like, you know, get yourself a, a meter to, to check everything. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, in order to do this, there's no super simple solution. A lot of this, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I got into this to prove it wrong. I thought Organite was stupid. I thought, what is a hockey puck chucked at a cell tower going to do to stop chemtrails? So, um, you know, the person who got me into it said she went through the same thing. The person, the first person I got into this told me that it was the same thing. It was, we were trying to prove it wrong. That's and how so, I came at, at this entire topic until I met you and started to think more, give it a second thought. Yeah. You just, you have to, unfortunately, you have to experience it yourself. You have to be willing to put in some work. And can I make a note, a comment on that? Yeah. Also, I got to say, we're getting long in the first hour. We're, we're five minutes over. Uh, it's okay. We just have, I figured this, if you're okay, we might be a little longer than, than a two hour show this time, just to fit it all in. So we got a lot of slides left to go through second hour. We're going to start off going, coming out the gate hard with harp and showing you what all these devices look like out in your environment because there's a variety of ways this could look. But um, when I received the pieces I got from you, I immediately could feel a charge, like a tingle running up my spine when I held it and looked at it after opening the box. I set it around the house and the first time I was walking through the house and I looked over at the table that the Wi-Fi is hidden under with the, the puck on top of it, when my eyes made eye contact with that puck, I felt that same tingling electric jolt charge it was good feeling just go from all the way up and down my spine and i was like okay something's up this is something's up with this <laughs> in a good way and i can't go into detail but there's just things that like resolved that seem like they've resolved in my life in, in the last couple of days that felt very stuck before so when we're talking about this is so difficult to bring to proof in, in a lot of ways because the things that could be influenced by having a coherent orgone field that you're enmeshed in and living in the way that you should always have had from nature, the things that that could influence in terms of your life on every dimension, it's just innumerable because this is like we're getting to the, the primary force or the primary energy that everything's spiraling out of in the first place like the root of the fractal in a way. So I think that we're onto something. You're definitely onto something super stoked that you exist and you're out there doing this. First hour has been crazy good. Um, but let's go ahead and just, I mean, you can say anything that needs to be in the free hour for sure. Like I won't cut you off or anything, but let's kind of move towards the reminding people where to find your stuff and, uh, to let you guys know, we're going to show some of these Tower Buster devices. We're going to show a lot of Harp devices in hour two. We're going to show video clips of of chemtrails actually like falling apart in the in the air. Something I stuff that you've probably never seen before when you looked up at the sky and saw those things. Uh, I know for me it was new, and it's really exciting stuff. And probably more information in hour two. Hour one was just to like really lay some good groundwork here, but we're going to get into some meat and potatoes. Everybody can find that on Rockfin. You don't have to be on Rockfin just for me. If you already had an account and you were a paying member for some other show, 
you can also see this there or for my patreon members you'll be able to get this video too so the second hour will be in those two places of course mitch i'll provide you with a copy for whatever you might need to use it for but for now guys we got to wrap up hour one uh support the things you love so that more of it exists and this show is no different and what mitch is doing is no different if you love what he's talking about uh either put it into practice yourself he already gave you a lot of the clues of the supplies you'd need <laughs> muffin tin and uh the resins and these these stones and crystals and metals get after it uh if anyone needs some metal dust i could probably hook you up with some steel <laughs> shavings from the from my mom's business <laughs> she's got a lot of that oddly enough maybe not the best quality maybe not i'll ask you about that later mitch but yeah we've got to move on to hour two so uh everybody make sure that you're following Mitch, if you do Instagram at the Orgone Donor, his website, theorgonedonor.com, and anything you want to add to that, buddy, uh, you, you feel free. You know, you don't know, feel like you got to rush it. Uh, the only, you know, I was the most important thing I would say, and I'll repeat it as, you know, as we go on, is I was completely helpless when I first uh, woke up to the nightmare of what was going on in the sky. And now I could not be more solution focus if i tried and i to the point where i badger sometimes i against people i know but um it's because i don't have time for the the complaining anymore the worry about the 5g the worry about this and that whatever solutions there is a solution to this it is it is surprisingly simple um it just takes some work and if you just it, focus on it because like there's a really wise man uh i learned from ken rolla who once said that for every problem the universe creates it also creates the solution and that's absolutely true so just yeah like you said visit my website and you know go go it'll make you feel, i just believe it will make you feel empowered and that, like there's some there's a solution there's something you can do to stop all of this and and to heal it and to just like i said make the world a better place so yeah that's that's one wrench you can throw in the gears and if you throw a lot of other wrenches in the gears like you stop being dependent on their food system stop being dependent on you know whatever their entertainment entrainment there's a lot of ways you can throw wrenches in the gears and if we I mean, the whole system only runs on our power in the first place, exactly. what it's parasitically draining and what we're willingly giving it. So I, man, solutions indeed, it all sounds like a, a good step in the right direction. And, and maybe that little spark of extra willpower that you needed could actually come from bringing some kind of coherence into your environment with these type of devices. You never know what 5% more energetic throughput would mean in your life. What things would get finished that had been unfinished. It's, it's all a fractal. So there's some things that just require 90 or 95% for them to ever happen. And if you run on 80 all day, you may never see it come. So like, keep these things in mind. It's all one thing, but Mitch, thank you so much. We'll uh, play the mid-show break. Remember, everyone, Patreon and Rockfin, links in the show notes and descriptions that, there that will take you right to it. And we'll get over there and start getting into the the deep the deep part of the slideshow. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you.
All right, guys, that was it. Mitch, the orgone donor, and what a conversation it was. If you're just hearing this in the uh, free hour and you're getting the outro here, I got to tell you, the second hour, this is one of those where like, you need to sign up and I don't want to just be holding back amazing things that you have to pay me for. We're honestly talking about a matter of $5. It's not a big deal. <laughs> you can sign up to Patreon for five bucks. You can get this conversation and you can be done with me if you really want. If you're just here for Mitch, I'm cool with that. But we need to have these circuits of reciprocity in what we're doing. Just like you got to pay Mitch for the creations that he's creating. And I know he's not trying to just make profit off of you. He's trying to fund his bigger picture operations and uh, also just pay for the materials like he was talking about that adds up. I can't imagine how much current if currency has gone through just uh, Mitch and his work and the things he's building and putting out there. And like how much of that energy is now rooted in a great place somewhere to, to uh, bust these artificial consciousness frequencies. So hour two, we got into harp. We explained more about what that is. Definitely could be a whole show just about harp. So it's not like we told you how to make your own harp or something, but mostly we showed you what it looks like in your environment, why it's not just one facility in Alaska. And uh, <laughs> even demonstrated a few examples of how people are bringing it into their home, putting it onto their wrist, Apple watch and all that. So harp was a big part of hour two. Uh, we showed also some of the actual chem busting devices that Mitch has built. Some of them are really beautiful and look extremely powerful just to look at. So I'm sure something's going on. And then we actually moved into videos of, of uh, Mitch putting these into action while, while having busted the towers in the region. So it's not like you can just point a chem, have a chem buster pointed up in the sky and expect that that'll do everything for it. Like there's a, there's layers to this onion to peel. And so busting the towers, uh, earth pipes, and these chem busters, they're all part of a larger plan. But then when you get into it and watch the videos of these chemtrail planes, the chemtrails just falling apart in midair instead of billowing out and becoming clouds, you've got something there. I mean, to me, that was what my first opened opened me up to wanting to talk to Mitch. I mean, I already, as soon as we actually got into a conversation, we vibed instantly, real, recognized, real, whatever you want to call it. So like, I've been confident for weeks that this was going to be an amazing show. And it definitely was. Uh, the other things in the plus extension, I've got my slideshow open so I can kind of look. Oh man, I asked him about like the great Chicago city fire, the San Francisco earthquake, all these reset things, these, uh, Topics that came up a bit during the World's Fair episode with Howdy a while back. And uh, we questioned whether the technology that's being rolled out right now or used right now or perfected right now, whatever, may be related to why cities are being pulverized throughout the last couple of centuries and reduced brick buildings to just dust and rubble and why there would be even organic materials right next to, right, right next to it, like trees and whatnot, standing up. So... We got into a lot of those questions and uh, we talked more about Reich. We got into a whole tangent about nuclear energy, nuclear power plants, what's going on with nukes. Are nukes even a real thing? Uh, is there a potential for so-called radioactive materials to actually be a key piece of the puzzle for free energy devices and technology that the pre-reset world, maybe the human family before the parasite got in, uh, was using frequently. So 
man, tons of stuff in the second hour. Wasn't even an hour. It was like an hour and 20. And me and Mitch could have just kept going, but I had to wrap us up so that I can, I'll sit here all night to procrastinate getting ready for a trip I'm about to go on. And I am about to go on a trip. I will be heading out to Colorado, Colorado, <laughs> for about a week with some family to meet my new niece. So that'll be cool. I'm hoping to potentially meet some people I've never met before, but that I know from Colorado while I'm out there. Cross my fingers for that. And uh, coming up, I'm not sure when this is going to hit the airwaves, but probably not. Probably before I get out of town, I'll be able to upload it because of the way I'm producing it. So watch out for me on Rogue Ways on Sunday, returning to Lindsay Sharman's podcast to talk about, I don't know what, <laughs> we'll figure it out. I have a lot of things on, on my mind and I, I might just flow with it. Definitely not going to be able to put together a presentation. So if I do have a slideshow for that one. It'll be something I've talked about on another show and I'll get with her and decide whether or not we want to do that. Probably would be okay to do because she'd have a lot of different takes on the things I'm bringing up. So we'll see. It might be like, a, I'd kind of like to talk Gnosticism with her and then really delineate where there's like inversion in Gnostic ideas versus like some really useful stuff to think about in terms of the architecture of consciousness and, and reality and and what is and isn't just a yin-yang dressed up in a fancy baffinet costume. <laughs> so we'll get into all those things with Lindsay on Rogueways on Sunday, which I believe will be live. So that's why I'm telling you now, in case you want to try to tune in. And that would be Sunday, the 23rd of May, 2021. Uh, I don't want to stick around and linger too long in the outro. I do want everyone to support Mitch, get organized from him, follow him on Instagram, uh, beg him and plead him to join our Telegram chat channel. And, and draw him into the, the evil rectangular glow box where you can talk to your friends a little more deeply. I know he's trying to cut out cell phone use, but let him know he can use it on the, uh, the computer too if he wants. Telegram's lit. If this is the first you're hearing about it, Interverse has an extremely awesome channel on Telegram full of ridiculous geniuses. I bet by the time I get off of this, uh, this conversation and get onto the Telegram group again, it'll be like... 200 messages. That's not to scare you off. You don't have to read everything. Just drop in, ask questions, respond to things you see, treat it like a flow that you can be a part of or dip out of anytime. Just like a really cool stream of consciousness from our community. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see more of you in there. So check the show notes for a link to the Telegram channel and also a link to Rockfin where you can get the plus extension of this episode and everyone else on Rockfin for a $10 subscription. Or you can do my Patreon, as I already mentioned, just five bucks for a month of it. You can tune into anything in the archives I've ever done and you can stick around or leave after that. But if you were looking for the second part of this conversation, which was massive, like I said, I'm only asking for five bucks. Give me a break. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to pat, we're going to, we're going to put the uh, bow on this one. We're going to finish it up. It's hard for me to even stop. I'm really you know, flow state right now and just had a blast with Mitch. Great vibes. Like he's working with something good, no doubt. Uh, to play us out though, I've got a song by one of my favorite musicians who I overplay on the show, if that's possible, Lucid, my homie from St. Louis. And he just put out a crazy new uh, LP. What was it called? Irish Loot was the name of the LP. I already played the title track off of it a few weeks ago, but now I'm going to play a really wild one that uh, the name is escaping me. So just hold on and look it up. It is called 
This new song is called Red Dust. And I picked it because I was like thinking about, you know, Mitch is out in Arizona and this song is called Red Dust and it's really good. And uh, who knows why he called it Red Dust, but we're going to play you out with that. You can find the link to check out Lucid's music, of which there is a lot on the show notes in the description. So do that if you like it. Support that guy. You can listen to a bunch for free, you know, and uh, support things you love so that there will be more of them in the world. And I love you guys. That's why I'm trying to support you guys with this knowledge so that you can turn more people onto knowledge and there can be more of us in the world. Anyway, oh man, one of the weird things in the second hour was like the Georgia Guidestones are the 500,000 people to be maintained on the earth. Is that referring to like something that's already gone on? (laughs) Are only 500 500 million of us or so right now? I said 500,000, I meant 500 million. Is that how many of us are actually like awake to the agenda or even a living man and or woman and not some kind of weird drone NPC corporate person? Who knows, man? The deep stuff was an hour too. It always is. I want you there. I don't want to hold it back from you. I really don't. But I'm trying to like do more of this. So I need support. So I got to make that route for you to do it. And thank you, everyone that has been. This has been the greatest couple months of the show of all time. And it's just ramping up and a lot to do with the Telegram, Telefam, helping get the word out about things, me meeting some other good content creators, cross-pollinating in their their stream of uh, audience and is things are really good right now. So join in the fun on plus interverse plus with all the other new members to that. And there's a plethora of stuff. I mean, I think at least the last three years of my show, maybe not going back five years, but at least the last three years, if you like what I've been doing lately, you'll like a lot of the stuff from the last three years. Now don't judge me for things I thought or said back then. I'm a, I'm a work in progress. You know, things are changing rapidly around here, but I definitely judge my old self pretty harshly. Yeah. I had a cool moment. Now I'm going to tell a damn story. I had a cool moment a couple of days ago where I found my high school band's music on iTunes and I listened to it again for the first time as a grown up, as a, a grown ass man. And all this like judgment for my high school self, like, oh, what? I was such an idiot in high school. That's what I used to tell people. It kind of like dissolved. And I had this weird healing catharsis from listening to the music that I was a part of making as a teenager and realizing from an adult perspective, damn, a 17-year-old's made that. That was really creative. They were really trying. This was, you know, how many other people in my high school were doing that back then, not to toot my own horn. But anyway, uh, I just think that we can be really hard on our older self. And you need to know that like the spirit of who you are was always there, even if it was covered up by a lot of gunk. You know, you can love yourself across the whole spectrum of your timeline. And that's part of wholeness is important to be able to do that. And it's even like a time travel thing in a way to be able to go back and reframe or re-understand, re-understand things from your past that before you looked at as a problem or something wrong or you were wrong. And yeah, you, you make mistakes and you change and you make adjustments and that's good. The fact that you've done so many adjustments that your old self kind of seems heinous to you now, thumbs up to that. Great. But don't hate the old you. Don't hate the things that you're talking about because there's somebody out there that is in that about that place now and the old you would have inspired them to go a little further. So just realize we're all part of a much bigger life force energy that is going to put us in the right place and time. If we're in that slipstream of our flow state, 
we've entered into perpetual synchronicity or we're at least seeking to do so that we will be in the right place at the right time with the right mind and everything's going to be aligned. <laughs> you can trust that. That's divine timing. So no matter where you're at on your journey, no matter where the other people around you, maybe they even seem kind of like NPCs, just don't get mad at the flowers because they haven't bloomed yet. There may be something going on with the weather that's influencing that and they want to bloom. Trust me, just give them the actual thing that they need, the sun, the water, the fresh air, the orgone, <laughs> whatever it takes. And I think we can do so much more than we have ever believed. And we're getting clued into that with conversations like this one. I also recommend reading Reich's book. I'm guilty of not his books, not one book. I'm guilty of not having read it all myself. And uh, that's why I appreciate someone like Mitch that can represent it to the degree that I understand it accurately and how important it is. So obviously it's not like we should worship or deify the man, but dude, not a lot of people in the world that have done the type of things he's done. I mean, this is like, if the character called Tesla is real, this is a character like that, but nobody knows his name. And even the word Reich is associated with something else like a, a Nazi Reich. Anyway, I'm man. I said, I wasn't going to go very long. We got to wrap this up. I already told you what the song would be. And then I just kept talking and telling stories about myself. Jeez. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to play you out though. Here we go. Uh, Red dust by lucid really like this track. And thanks everyone for being here. What a episode about three hours this time for the full plus extension and outro. So uh, you're welcome. Anyone that enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So you're welcome me, I guess. And thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. What a cool conversation. Looking forward to doing more. We will do it regularly. If you like, uh, see Mitch seems like someone I'm going to meet in real life someday. I, I get that feeling. Sometimes I get a guest on that. Like now we're, we're really good buddies and I uh, appreciate those ones. This is one of them. So thank, thank you, Mitch. Thank you everyone for listening. And uh, enjoy the music. And I guess I'll talk to you soon. And I'm going to have a good time in Colorado while I'm out there. Maybe I'll run into one or two of you listening. Thanks, everybody. Much love. Bye-bye.